0: back to Got Tech the podcast. This is episode 134 called 15 Canva templates for student-centered projects. In this episode, we'll share 15 Canva templates that you can use for your next student-centered classroom project. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: back with episode 134 this is a special episode even though we could have done this announcement a couple of episodes ago it looks like but nick and i have been using two different services to put out our podcast over the duration of the podcast and uh, we took a look at the downloads that we had when we left the one service and we added them to the downloads that we have now and we hardly ever check downloads and this will probably show you that but we have pushed over the 100k downloads uh Mark. So we just want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. It's pretty special, especially since we don't often have guests on the show. And that's, a, you know, one of the ways to really grow a podcast is to have guests on your show because you reach their audience as well as your own. But we mostly have just us two on here. And uh, to to hit the 100k downloads is pretty special. And we just wanted to take some time to say thanks.
0: Yep. That's uh, well said, man. i it's funny to me because I remember when we made the announcement of, of like 2,000 downloads much earlier on. So to be at 100,000 is, uh, it's just crazy, but super awesome. The other announcement is, you know, our only real upcoming presentation that you can check out is at ISTE, one of the biggest edtech conferences in the United States. It's coming to Philly again this year and We live right outside philadelphia so we're going we'd be crazy not to go it's one of the best conferences there's tons of stuff there tons of things to learn there's a you know the the floor the conference center floor with all the vendors and and uh, you know booths is gigantic there's more companies there podcasts there teachers there than i've seen at any other conference it's just the best and we're going to be presenting doing our classic EdTech throwdown. So if you want to see me and guys argue over some EdTech, come check it out and sign up for our presentation. But that's going to be pretty great. I think that's this
1: June or is it July? It's the end of June. And I think our presentation is like four or five o'clock on a Monday. But we'll we'll get you all those details closer to the time. Yeah, uh, You can look us up on the schedule when they release it as well.
0: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today,
1: better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com podcasts Now let's get back to the episode. That was pretty much our updates. Really, really pumped about where we've come over the last four plus years of podcasting. I mean, we've had a blast, but let's get right into our second segment, which is the Canva activity templates for student center projects. Just throw it out there real quick that Canva is free for any K through 12 educators out there. So please make sure if you do not have Canva for education, it could be free for your students. It could be free for your whole uh, whole school or district as long as they're in K through 12. So you could go register for Canva for Education uh, over at Canva, uh, and and I would recommend doing that, you know, ASAP because this is such a powerful tool.
0: Like right now, like stop listening to this episode, hit pause, go sign up, and then come back and hit play again.
1: I agree with him. I don't often agree with him, but I agree with him. <laughs> so I will say that. I mean, go over there, get get Canva. Uh, if not, you know, you might want to take a look at these uh, templates that we've made and maybe some of the other templates on Canva and and really see how awesome of a tool it is because it, it spans across many different functionalities, video, audio, screencasting, uh, social media, uh, posters, infographics, comics. I mean, really anything that you could think of, they have over there and... You know, the four letter free word is, is absolutely for me. Love it. Uh, today, we're going to come at you with 15 different templates that we've made. We've taken templates on Canva, we changed them to meet our educational purposes, and then we're going to share them out for everybody to use. So uh, we might as well go ahead, share our screen, and I'll let Nick get started with the first one. So we'll just go through this one real quick. Over at the show notes, you can find these anywhere. All right, just click on one that you want to view. It will open up, and then you could go up here to file and make a copy, and that's what it's going to do for you. It will make your own personal copy that will be connected to your account. And go ahead, Nick. Yeah, so I'll just, to reiterate
0: what uh, a point you made there, if you're listening to this episode in your car, you may want to uh, later when you're not in your car, head to gottech.com and click on episode 134 because our show notes is where you're going to find the links to everything we're about to describe. Starting with our first one, which is um, we call the about me picture in Canva, which is like an introductory activity to a group of new students or a new club meeting that you're trying to get together. And it's sort of like a digital Canva replacement for the classic thing where you hand out some kind of a note card or have students fill out a survey and they answer questions about themselves. Now they're doing that uh, pretty much that same thing, but a lot more engaging on this Canva template where we've got a three by three grid. This is all made for you already if you click on our you know one of these template links but each square of the grid has a different thing that they have to fill out about themselves like the top left one is you know a hobby of theirs and they have to insert an image to represent it and there's you know for us we added little extra canva requirements like put it in a square frame you could get rid of that stuff if you don't really want it to be about canva we also use this to help teach some canva skills but you could take any of those things out. You could just have them put in the picture. Um, you know, another one is favorite type of music. Another one is your favorite animal. And we asked for it on a in a purple circle with a yellow border around the animal. Just all kinds of different stuff. We've got one that is a, a graph that represents them. We've got one that is just some text of a place that they've been. So you can use our exact nine ideas or swap them out for any of your own. And the best part about it, is that it's a little more visual than the typical note card. So you can then, you know, project these at the front of the room and have the students sort of go around and use it as like a little about me poster and they can share it with the class or or use it as a, a jumping off point to help get to know each other. So this is a great one to put in your back pocket for the let's say the coming school year as you're trying to figure out how to start off your class full of new students.
1: Yeah, I love this one. I I find it very interesting at the beginning because it really helps me with my personalized classroom. It allows me to get to know what type of music uh, all of my students like so I could put a playlist together so when we're doing something that they don't need extreme silence to, I could play that music. Uh, If I see a lot of people are interested in hiking in the outdoors, maybe I'll do an outdoor classroom uh, one day. You know, during sports seasons, I could tell who their favorite sports teams are. And if it's, you know, a rival of mine, my favorite football team is the Cincinnati Bengals. It's been my favorite team my whole life. It's been a long couple of years, but now it looks like the franchise is kind of turning itself around. So if I get any Pittsburghians in there uh, or Ravens fans uh, or Browns, which I hardly ever come across uh, being in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, that gives us a little bit of, you know, competition with each other, at least a talking point throughout the football season. So I really like getting to know my kids on that type of a level. All right, let's go into the next one, which is developing a class brand. This might just be for teachers. Uh, This could be for students as well. If you want them to take on the role of a class brand, uh, you could have them do this activity. But one thing I will tell you is I strongly urge all our new teachers to make a brand for themselves right out of the gate make a font that's theirs make colors that's that are theirs uh it's it just makes you more professional more marketable um i think anytime i've run into one of nick's worksheets i know it's nick's because i know his little uh, icon and kids talk about how cool Certain activities are within Nick's class. So, if other kids see his icon on the sheet and they take a look at it, uh, I mean, they just get excited about it, especially in his AP Chem class because he does a lot of outside of the box things there. So, I really like how, um, you know, Nick's brand, even though he's not selling his brand, he's not doing anything, it's just his brand. So when as a student, picture yourself walking into a classroom and the assignment is to do a cookie cutter worksheet, you know, a worksheet that you know that came from a book or maybe a workbook that came with the book. Well, Nick, he makes up his own questions. He puts his brand on there and all of a sudden they feel like the content is a little bit more relevant that the fluff is taken out, and that they're working on what they need to work on. So this is a brand kit. We started off with our students with a little book it game, and they what they do is they try to see how many icons of brands out there, such as Kellogg's, Nike, Adidas, things like that, that they can identify. So they play a little game. And then they make their own uh, brand kit using selecting fonts. Uh, they could select audio clips if they're doing some type of uh, assignment where they have audio in the background, such as a podcast. Uh, they pick their colors. Uh, they pick their company name suggestion. This is for our World Ready to Technology course. So uh, this one may not apply in all classrooms. And then they have a little slogan there, which might not also apply. But what they could do is make icons for themselves and choose their font and their branding uh, colors. And that is applicable to the classroom. So the second page here is just for them to put their colors into a uh, little area where they could keep coming back to if they need to. But in Canva, you can make a branding kit. So once they choose the colors, they can make it in a kit, and they can have themselves a brand. Same thing with the teachers. The teachers can have their brand for the rest of the year. Maybe you have the same icon that you use. A lot of people use uh, Bitmojis. Maybe you want to take that to the next level uh, and use an icon. Uh, But maybe the chapters are branded slightly different. You have the same font, but they're a different color. So this is just a way to kind of make your stuff look a little bit more personalized for the classroom, for your students, which might get you a little bit more buy-in as they're completing those assignments. Another way that a brand might
0: factor in is if you are starting, let's say, maybe an end of the year project where the kids have to make something. Let's say you're doing an end of the year podcasting project. And part of that could be, you know, if it's the first time you've done this, let's come up with the as a group, the the brand for this podcast, we're gonna need stuff like colors for the logo, and some music to introduce, right. So that w- that's what we call audio branding, where like your, your show, your podcast has a particular little doesn't have to be a song, but a, a, a series of noises that play at the beginning, right, something that is recognizable, taglines, slogans, all the stuff is covered in this brand kit assignment. And uh, that's sort of a way you can tie it into even even like a a regular area classroom. I think it would work pretty well. So that's our that's our, our branding assignment. The next one up on the list is sort of related to it and could go hand in hand. It's called logo design, where it helps your students walk through designing their own logo. We've got at the top of it a list of some, you know, I think it's like seven different points that make a good logo. And you can go through this really quickly, uh, even if you're in like, you know, as a chemistry teacher, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on logo design because I'm supposed to be teaching about science. Right. But just they can read it over and know the types of things that do make a good logo. And then beneath that, it asks them to use Canva to help design a logo. What could this be for? I think one of the cooler things I've ever seen is a teacher that at the beginning of the year, has each student design a logo for themselves and they use that logo almost as like a signature to go on all their worksheets for the rest of the year. If you are grading your students work, say like a portfolio style, maybe that portfolio has to, has to be branded. So they're representing their work in the most professional way possible, much like somebody might, if they're applying for a job, you know, people these days are doing all sorts of things to make themselves, marketable, to get that job, to keep that job, and and branding with a logo might be part of it. And this is a a neat application of that. On a a simpler level, it could just be, like I said before, with the branding assignment, it could just be, we're doing a project, let's make part of that project. Everybody has to design a logo, and then we're going to vote on the logo that will be used to represent this project. Or if they're building a website, uh, your website needs a logo as one of the components. Here's some instructions on how to do it. And how Canva makes that super easy. Um, you know, I'll add that into a lot of this stuff. If you're thinking like, man, logo design, I can't draw. Most of my students can't draw. That's the beauty of Canva is that it, it doesn't matter. You, you go there, you open up one of their templates and just search logos and it pulls up lots of great samples that are already done and already look good. And all you have to do is change the colors and make it your own and, you know, add some personal flair to it. So that's that's the beauty behind this whole thing. And, uh, you know, with our third activity on logo design, we've done a lot of the legwork for you in putting together a doc that is easy to share with your kids.
1: Yeah, another thing that you could do, Nick, is you can have them make logos for each one of the periodic table of elements. I think that would be a cool project uh, in science. Uh, maybe in history, they're... Making logos or logo-sized, uh, you know, backdrops. If they're doing a big timeline in class, say you have a big whiteboard and you use a whiteboard marker to do the timeline. Well, maybe they can make uh, little logos that go onto that timeline, and at the end they could take a picture and kind of capture that moment. But really, any beautification project in your classroom. Uh, you know, this type of stuff still goes with that, even though instead of being like a logo or an icon, very small thing, you could blow it up into a poster size thing and the same seven things here could, you know, apply to those as well. Yeah. Or like, um, you know,
0: you just got me thinking we had a teacher teaching about the Great Gatsby recently, maybe as you know, an an end of the book project, they have to design a logo for each character. What would, what would Gatsby's logo look like? And to do that in a way that would get a good grade on this project, they have to understand Gatsby and choose colors and images that represent him. What would, uh, oh man, what's the girl's name? Daisy? She's one of the girls in the book. Yeah. 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 Okay. What would Daisy's logo look like? What would, I don't even, I don't know it well enough to comment, but you get the idea, right? There's, There's applications for this that would make a super fun and creative project
1: for your students so give give something like this a look for sure all right our next one is professional pictures and this would definitely play in if you're doing some type of portfolio e-portfolio something like that Uh, i gave this to one of our teachers here who had to do a um, portfolio their students had to do a portfolio in order to send out to colleges because it was one of those that you had to apply and then you have an audition and then you have um, some type of a portfolio portfolio that you have to hand in so they needed professional professional pictures so we gave them this we made this up uh lighting background composition clothing and grooming expression these are all things that can make for good professional pictures so we, what we had them do is uh do nine different poses, I guess, I don't, scenarios. Uh, some are with the green screen, some are with the background, some of them are just a random nature spot outside that they like. They had to do all those, and then they would go into Canva. They would use, um, they would pick out their favorite three uh, using a different photo from the nine above. Uh, and they would have to make their professional. Photos based on these dimensions because these are the recommended dimensions for their uh, e portfolio, and then they had to turn in the three that they most liked. And then the teachers helped them narrow it down so they could use it for their e portfolio. But this is another, uh, it's relevant to education because we're seeing more and more of these portfolios be used, and it really looks sharp whether you're using Google Sites, whether you're using Canva. Uh, web pages now. Uh, I'm starting to get more and more into the canva web pages um, or some other type of uh, web page service these professional pictures will look sharp on there.
0: Yeah, just teaching kids about that uh, you know for me the biggest thing is that remove background feature that canva lets you do. it's just adds such a sharp element to any digital project they're going to create. So I like this one a lot. And then tied in with it closely is our, our next one too. It's a social media post design project specifically focusing on, you know when you start a social media account, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is, part of that is developing your your profile, right? And that's can be looped in in a larger sense with your brand and your logo and all that stuff. You can also just use this again as part of your classroom by having students develop these profile images for either themselves, if that's how it fits in, or for some historical figures or characters that they are studying, if you want it to be about the content. But we've got a document here that walks them through using Canva to design, uh, you know, we've got four different ones. So for example, a profile photo that could be used for Instagram and it's going to double for TikTok because there's pretty similar dimensions used for those two platforms. So what should that profile photo look like? Um, another one we've got on this assignment is an Instagram story background, right? So if you've got a, one of those running Instagram stories, a lot of times businesses will have like a particular theme or a format they use in the background of that. They can develop that using these descriptions. A Facebook cover photo, that uh, should be pretty familiar to most people, but this uh, project describes you know what the dimensions of that should be, some uh, requirements for what should be in that cover photo, and the last one is a YouTube channel banner image. And we've got examples of what each should look like, some good ones, some not so good ones. If you don't want to do all four of these, of course, you can take it out and delete one of them, or two of them, or just steal one of these and make that part of your, uh, you know, part of your assignment. What I like about this is how relatable it is because right off the bat, almost for sure, uh, your kids have one or more of these accounts, so they're going to have that buy-in piece from the beginning. They may even appreciate learning how to how to do one of these, like how do I make one of these professional-looking TikTok profile images? Or how does someone get that YouTube banner image that looks so, you know, looks like a graphic designer put it together? All that can be done in Canva really easily. And if you can build that in, it's it's a nice, uh, you know, element of buy-in for your kids. So this is one of my favorites on the list. It's our social media profile picture and cover art assignment.
1: One thing I can see using social media for, if if I took one of my bio classes, you know, and... Maybe one of their assignments is at the end of a lesson, I assign one person for each class period to develop a Twitter post or Instagram uh, reel or something like that of what was learned in class that day. Now they wouldn't run the social media. I would run the social media, but they would have to turn it into me and then I would post it on there. That way parents and students, they can follow along and it's, as they're scrolling through the social media that they love to scroll through maybe every morning they could build it in so they reread what the main takeaways from that class period were and then you know it's just another way of getting them exposed to something in an avenue in which they visit all the time anyway so it's kind of meeting them halfway all right let's get into the next one and nick maybe you should do this one because i know this is one that you kind of really showcased and it's an awesome activity um so why don't you go ahead and and grab this one as well because i know uh, this is one that our students had a lot of fun doing
0: yeah this is called uh, uh really it's called city flags but for us it turned more into a school flag open it up to any any flag whatever flag you want and it's a flag design project uh, right off the bat, it's it's kind of cool because it ties in with a, a TED Talk um, that I think the talk was done by uh, some podcaster, I forget his name, but the, the show is called 99% Invisible. It's an awesome podcast and uh, check it out if you haven't yet. But what well, the TED Talk is, a, is about that. It's about flag design. It's a whole field of design. It's got its own name, vexilo- vexillology. So someone who designs flags is a vexillologist. And in the assignment document in Canva, we've got a link to that TED talk. I would recommend showing at least a part of it. I've got some timestamps in there um, to kind of hit the major themes of the talk, but uh, show it to your kids. It's a really cool one. And it's just neat to know that something is simple or I don't want to say unimportant, but you would just never think about like flag design as a thing that people do. Uh, The idea of the TED talk, too, is that a lot of cities like small scales and even some large scale cities have flags. But this guy's point is that they're really bad flags. So he talks about how to make a good flag. And then that ties in with the students making their own flag. So for us, we kind of wanted it to be the kids designing a flag for the town that our school is in. But what it turned into really is they wanted to make a school flag because that's what they felt more attached to. So that was really awesome. And they came out great. We ended up sort of sharing them with the principal and trying to make it a bigger thing than that. But it, was, it just turned out to be really fun. The cool thing about it is that flags are supposed to be really simple. So you don't have to put a lot of this intense artistic thought into it. The thought instead comes in, how do you make simple look good, which they turned out to enjoy quite a bit. This could be cool in a classroom. You could make a flag for your class. You could again do a flag that represents something the kids are learning about if you want to make it content based. But um, this this turned out to be one of our favorite ones on the list too, the uh, the city flag assignment. And it's number six on our list if you want to check it out.
1: So I will tell you this, a couple things that I would strongly recommend if you do a project like this is talk very briefly about symbolism. And uh you know, In a flag, symbolism can mean a lot of things. It could be uh, the pattern that's within it, like the stars and stripes on the American flag, mean something. The colors mean something. Uh, but also remind them that it needs to be very simplistic. So Nick put together something down here. Uh, this is a one inch by one and a half inch square. And when we look at a flag, we're never really right next to it. We're looking up on a flagpole. We're looking... Somewhere where we could see it up in a gymnasium, so you have to be able to see it from a far uh, distance away. So, if they would copy and paste their flag uh, into one of these boxes and they look at it um, from normal viewing distance away from their Chromebook or device, that's going to some like that's going to show them what it would look at at a hundred yards away. And this is a three foot by two foot flag, so. I think this is also a great exercise uh, just to show them why simplicity matters within their flag project all right let's get into the next one this one uh, is one that i really enjoyed doing uh, with students and that's developing a coloring book now you could bring this doesn't need to be a coloring book it could be A review guide it could be a study guide it could be a cheat sheet it could be cliff notes whatever you want to do as a class but pick a theme Uh, for ours we allowed them to pick whatever they wanted we told them there had to be a 30 page minimum one connected theme consistency throughout Uh, they could use the templates in Canva because Canva does have templates within there that you could use. But we told them that they had to make five changes per worksheet. Uh, and this is one of the examples that was uh, that was done. This was the animals by country all over the world. This was their cover sheet. And then what they did is they had a tracing A for um, their letter. So this is all letters and animals. Alligator gave a interesting fact where they're from and it allowed them to color this it's a very simplistic coloring book but as you can see they did a phenomenal job with this i was very happy with the simplicity of it but also the learning opportunities for the littles Uh, and this is something that we're in the process of printing out and we're going to give to some of our local pre-k and uh, first kindergarten grade classes. Uh, So this is something that we were very excited to share.
0: Yeah, the kids really enjoyed this project as well. They had a super fun time putting together coloring books. That's the other benefit of a lot of these projects is once they're done, you could actually like for real use them. If they're designing flags, maybe you could for real submit some of those flags to your local township and see if maybe they'll adopt one. You could really print these coloring books and share them with uh, some younger grade students in your district or post them online and, and sell them somewhere. I don't know, whatever it is. So that's a, a one of the sort of common threads amongst all 15 of these. The, um, the next three of these I'm going to do all together at once, I think, because they're kind of the same thing. We have three separate projects here that are all infographics. Uh, infographic project one is creating an infographic that is a checklist. If you've, if you've ever been online and like scrolling through a blog or something, right? that's a very common type of checklist. If you're trying to, you know, maybe your family is going to Europe for the first time and you wanna know from somebody who's done that, what types of things should I pack? Chances are you'll find a blog about it and chances are that blog might have a infographic posted there to go along with it. It is a visual representation showing this packing list. So we had the kids make one of these uh, checklists of of their choice that for us, they could choose whatever they wanted their checklist to be about. Part of this, this first one, the infographic checklist, is you'll find a whole series of pages that show other infographic checklists while highlighting what's good about them and what's not good about them. And we did this in class and kind of showed the kids, had them share their ideas about what they liked, what they didn't like, and then we kind of we threw in our own thoughts as well uh, just to make sure that everybody understood some of the design elements that are good and then not so good in a, in an infographic. So that's the checklist one. The other two are pretty similar just on different themes. So the second one is a timeline project Uh, obviously fit would fit really well in a history class, but you could do a timeline for lots of things uh, because timelines factor in all over the place. Um, So, you know, making a something of their choice that shows change over time in a pleasing way and the last one is a map themed infographic where the kids choose a map of of their choice could be a local map could be the united states could be the world you know they could pull in a map of the solar system if they really wanted any map and turn it into an image that highlights points on that map so the sample we've got is a an mlb stadium tour where there's a united states map and then each major league baseball stadium is featured with a little icon we tied in that each icon has to be clickable so they should click each or somebody looking at the infographic should be able to click each point on there and that pulls up a second page with more detailed information on that if you're teaching a content-based course the map one is probably the easiest to to fit because you could really have the you know these clickable points on the infographic be where the research happens because it's not just you know oh here's yankee stadium it's well what's some information on yankee stadium or whatever map they are creating they need actual content there so i I like the map one for for that piece but we've got all three of these put together ready to go
1: checklist timeline and map infographics just remember that we have a lot of information on a lot of the things that we would do these maps for. I mean, for the baseball one, there's a a drone tour of every single stadium on YouTube, so they could attach that to it. Uh, for New York uh, Yankees, they have Monument uh, Row, so you know Monument Alley. You can take a tour of that. Um, there's a, a big history of Yankee success that they could throw up on there. You could have them include pictures on the second slide but you could also do this like battles of you know the civil war you could have a map of the east coast you know highlighting an icon for each one of the battles and then they could click on it and there's been enough reenactments and things like that that you could also tag videos there they can do the main takeaways of the battle who won things like that and they can make a big project out of this that is very impactful and and then you can also share this on your class website Uh, get them to each take a battle and you you now have this big Civil War awesome infographic that comes to life and you know really helps you teach what whatever you're trying to uh, get across to the students for years to come let's go to the next one Uh, I'll do the uh, the next one which is the quote wall uh, it's very easy to get a template uh, in Canva. I love quotes, especially inspirational ones, uh, funny ones, things like that. So in this one, we asked them to put a quote or find a quote that they like, their family member likes, and their their favorite teacher or a teacher. Uh, and we asked them to get that quote and then put a picture that uh, really brought that quote to life. So this is one that, that I've uh, created. The will to win means nothing. The will to prepare means everything. And what I would do after we would print this out is, uh, me personally, I would laminate it, and then I would start putting it up on my wall. All, when I taught in the classroom, my whole wall was filled with these quotes. And each day, we would take some time to kind of decipher what one of these quotes meant. I might do it at the beginning of class, end of class. You know, sometimes we would skip one and the next day I would do two. I'm not saying I did it every day, but I I feel like students were writing quotes that they liked on their notebooks, things like that. So I feel like this is just a great way, another great way to connect with your kids, with your students uh, is this. And hopefully it gives them a little inspiration along the way. And it really just makes the classroom an inviting spot you could easily do this once again with content. Uh, you can, if you're in a music class, you could have music lyrics. If you're in an English class, you could put part of your favorite poem on there and you know, then go get one of the stock images that brings that poem to life. So this is a picture quote wall. This could, I think this
0: could be cool too, for a beginning of the year activity to kind of help get to know your students. Where they have to design one of these and then share it with the group and then it it helps decorate your class throughout the rest of the year so i I like that idea too next up we've got one on calendar design this is can be a, a super useful thing if you actually were to print them and use them but in canva there's a ton of templates for calendars like a monthly calendar that you would maybe buy right you can just go there and use one of their templates and print these things off and have a super nice looking calendar we just kind of took the idea of this Canva calendar template and um, and if you're watching the video of this, you can see guys searching those templates right now just to get a sense of how many there are, how different they are. There's tons of different takes on a calendar. Some have, you know, it's just the days of the week in that particular month, but some have a smaller calendar with a notes section off to the side. Uh, so all sorts of creative takes on the idea of the calendar. Well, that can be a pretty fun class project if you ask the students to take one of these, change it, and make it their own, add certain elements. Our project was very free form. They can make a calendar under whatever theme they wanted to. So there's there's no limits to it, but you could tighten that up if you want to gear it towards content a little bit more. And uh, it's just sort of a neat play on things. Again, the 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 end result here is something that is this is real and actually usable, and like I said, you could actually have it printed off and, and then used. You could have the kids make it as a, a gift, something to, to bring home and give to their parents, right? And that's that's the beauty of all, of all this stuff. So that's the yeah. calen- calendar design project.
1: Yeah, calendars can tell stories too. So if you wanted to tell the story of World War One or World War Two, each month can highlight a different battle and you could have student groups work on that and then uh, you know, design their page based on content. And it's like a two birds, one stone type of a situation. Uh, You got a nice Father's Day, Mother's Day present as they're working with content. All right, so the next one is the comic strip. Uh, Canva has some amazing abilities for creating comics. This is one that I just did real quick. Um, And it's super, super easy to make really really easy to make uh you just go create a design and what i want to show you real quick is this comic strip right here you could go and it's going to bring up some templates of comics over here you could pick whichever one that you want uh, and import stuff in but you can also super super easily make your own comic all right and what i want to show you here in the search elements is if you type in comic and then uh, you type anything after that such as text or villain or background you'll start getting some stuff so i'm going to type in uh, comic um, text real quick just to show you what i'm talking about here and my computer is a little laggy but we'll we'll make do all right i'm going to select all you'll see all these I don't know if you remember the Batman and Robin uh, TV show back in the day, but they always had the comic text pal and stuff like that uh, show up. All you need to do is click on it and you could bring it in to your design. All right? And you could resize it and do all that good stuff. So uh, there are so many of these. You have comic backgrounds. If you just type in villain, um you or monster or something like that uh they can also bring up several different versions of a monster and you can pick that for your comic as well um so i'll go with this guy right here um and you can move it around and you could have a lot of fun with these comics and i had a great time learning about this uh but the the comics super, super easy. And if you want at the end, you could even add music to it and it could turn into like a little little video as well. So that's uh, the comics. I know we have two more. Uh, I'll take this next one as well. Um, uh, if we wanted to do an editorial cartoon, I try to stay away from political cartoon, uh, but an editorial cartoon or a content-based joke, you could do this. So pros and cons of daylight savings. This is like a official townsperson, politician, whatever. And this is a cuckoo uh, bird coming out of a cuckoo clock. Just make up your minds already because we've tried to pass this so many times. And a little um, sign that says, I quit on his birdhouse because uh, it's making everyone crazy, especially uh, parents with small children because every time uh, we do uh, fall back or spring forward, my kids don't sleep for six to eight weeks. I mean, their, their sleep schedule is all messed up. So this is just an editorial in a cartoon. Uh, and the last one here, go ahead, Nick. You got the last one. Let's bring it home.
0: Sure. So our final one is a is a simple one. It's on stationary design. So the idea is to, you know, again, use Canva templates that exist to make a a printable pad of stationary paper and there's tons of things in there that the kids can use they're gonna to have to make it their own right and add different design elements so they're not just literally turning in something that canva has made for them um what i the thing i like about this is not necessarily the stationery itself but what you could then do with it afterwards so on the simplest level and the reason we made this project is the idea of a gift, right? So they designed stationary for a particular teacher. So, you know, at the top of the stationary pad, it might actually say from the desk of Mr. Geis or whoever the students are going to give this stationary to thinking that they could actually print it out. You know, we, we were lucky enough to be able to order an actual, uh, you know, a device that will seal the ends of the paper together using like a paint on rubber sort of a material. So we actually made the pads themselves. You don't have to go that far. It could just be the pieces of paper. Another cool thing, if you don't wanna go down the gift route, if you wanna make it more content based is, you could sort of do this in pairs. So put kids in groups of two, have each student design some stationery for, let's say you're teaching a biology lesson on evolution, and you know the assignment is to make a make some stationery that Charles Darwin might have used while he was sailing around the Galapagos Islands or whatever. I would actually then use that and print these out. Have this kids swap their stationaries and ask them to fill out uh, the the pad with some sample notes of things that Darwin might have written about X. I mean, what is you know when he was observing the finches on this day you know what did he see so you can make it you know not just a design project of stationery but then have that tie in with some of the content that they're supposed to be learning in a in a creative way and that's a, i think a good note to end with for a lot of these things is think of some creative ways to tie in the content you teach with these design design elements. That's the kind of stuff that's going to get kids excited. It's the kind of thing that's going to have them remember something about Charles Darwin in 20 years because they'll remember that they designed their own stationery and got to print it out. And that was part of the project. I think that's what makes so many of these so, uh, so special.
1: Yeah. These creative experiences definitely are the ones that, Students will remember for a long time. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Got Tech, the podcast. You could help us out by supporting us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating or review. You could go over to our YouTube channel, check out some of our videos on some of the latest ed tech and how we use them. Uh, check us out on any of the main uh, podcast players, such as Spotify, Stitcher, uh, and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I'd w- I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we are part of an awesome podcasting network called the Teach Better Podcast Network. Uh, Go check out other podcasts just like ours and that scope around all facets of education. And go check us out and all the content that we have to offer over at gottech.com. Till next time, we hope that you get more in touch with Canva. And if you actually use Canva in any of your projects, uh, in your classroom, please uh, feel free to share them with us. Uh, if you're going to tag anything on social medias, please tag at We Got Teched or at Nick Got or at Geist Got and we'd be more than happy to take a look at them and share them around. Until next time, thanks a lot.